What's going on, geeks? You're listening to episode 248 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name's Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. What up? And Shelly Nolan was not able to make it. Something about fighting zombies in the apocalypse. Uh, just couldn't do it. Busier, busier <laughs> things going on. Zombie bears, I think is what it was. With <laughs> one arm. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's hardcore. This week we're geeking out about the future of Star Wars games. HBO Max. And Dungeons and Dragons. So that's super exciting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, let's just get into into the podcast. What what games have you been playing, LJ? Okay, so not necessarily. I mean, I've been playing a lot. Uh, I got my PS Five uh, this week. Yeah, and it's been really cool. I've tried stuff like Astrobot or Astro's Playroom, uh, Miles Morales, uh, Sackboy. I've even uh, played some PS4 stuff, and even my PS4 stuff is just looks so much better. And even on the hard drive, it loads faster. Cool. Um, my friend, a friend of mine, he had mentioned uh, that with the Xbox. Yeah, it was his games from the Xbox One look so much better on the Series X. Yeah, it, it's mind blowing because uh, it's like my my Xbox One X feels like felt like an improvement, like as far as like visually, but it felt like a small it felt like a much smaller improvement uh hmm. the thing that i was weirdly blown away by was fortnite like that game has no business <laughs> looking as good as it does on next gen okay uh it's got like when you're in the battle bus it's got clouds in the sky like the lighting and the ray tracing is amazing like you can see the blades of grass move <laughs> and stuff like that it's just like this is a like cartoonish you know like style game they've never so, gone for realism but is that something that like if you had a pc that was really like if you had a good pc was would it look that good on you know max settings on a pc or something like that uh not necessarily max settings but if you have ray tracing and stuff like that uh like on your pc and you if you have that technology the pc version does that yes and so uh the ps5 is is honestly the strongest machine that i currently have because my my pc is pretty good but it's not Mm -hmm. like top of the line or anything um like I can still run stuff on ultra settings and have it run at sixty, in like full HD. But yeah, it's a uh, it's crazy. Um, some of the games they do have like PS five upgrades like that. Basically, I got to download the PS five versions for free. Like Fortnite yeah, was one of so them. Cool. No Man's Sky was one of them, which looks really beautiful. Um, and a couple others that I hadn't. It's downloaded. cool to know that there are other versions. Like you're saying, the PS four versions of games will run really well on the PS five. Yeah, but. There's still PS5 versions of them that'll even look even better and probably even yeah, run even better. Some games. Uh, there's there's other stuff I haven't tried. Like Rainbow Six Siege has a PS5 version. Dead by Daylight has one. Mm-hmm. So some games have free upgrades like that. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I also bought myself um they I bought a media remote for, for whenever I watch Netflix and stuff. Um, I think PS4 had one, but I I didn't really like how it worked. But what's it me- called? A media like a TV remote. Oh, it's media. Like a, I thought you yeah. called it. I thought it was a brand. Okay. Yeah, so it's like a media remote that basically it looks like a, it looks it has got a similar design as the PS5, but it's got. How does it you know, feel? I read reviews on it saying that it was kind of plasticky compared to the PS4 versions. Oh, you're talking about the the controller, the, the remote controller, the remote, you, the media remote. Oh yeah, no, I um I like it. Um, Feels good. Yeah, so the previous PS4 remote uh, worked. It felt like it worked too much like a universal remote. 
Like mm-hmm. it's still kind of janky. But this one seems like it works like almost directly like with the PS5. I had no issues. I can still turn cool. my TV on and off with it, turn the volume down and stuff. And it just got so much, it was so much easier because I got tired of, especially when I was sick, I would have to like get my remote, get my Xbox controller and stuff like that, have all right. this stuff. But it's like with that, I can just have one remote and cause I don't mm-hmm. watch regular TV anymore anyway. So right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the PS5 has been, it's been awesome. Uh, definitely going to, um, stream some of that stuff when I get a chance. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job on getting one. It's been tough out there. <laughs> yeah, it sure has. <laughs> yep. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, what I, there's a game that I've been wanting to play for years. I never had an Xbox 360, um, mm-hmm. for the longest time. And so at least when it was relevant and, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I've loved that art style since that game came out and I've always wanted to play that game. Yeah. Uh, and finally it's re-released. For a 10-year anniversary or something like that. It says it yep. on the game itself. Uh, with the DLCs. Which I didn't even know it had DLCs. But that's kind of crazy in itself. Yeah, so you, I think it's uh, Stills, I think his name is. And Knives Chow. I think they're the DLC characters okay. that, that it has. It's cool. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's a beat-em-up. You know, kind of like old-school bad dudes. or um, Yeah. Uh, River City Ransom is the best comparison for it. Like Double Dragon okay. and stuff like that. Double Dragon, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm really enjoying it quite a bit. It's got this level up system, yep. which I'm okay with so far, but I'm a little worried that it's going to get repetitive because it's going to be like, I can't beat this level yet. Go back and level up. Mm. Uh, but at least it allows you to do that. You know, it's not going to be so tough that you just can't. Yeah, you should be able to buy items uh, to like strengthen your character up too, mm-hmm. I think. Like healing items and all that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them have a lot of fun names. There's one issue with that is that you don't know what you're getting until you buy it. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. kind of frustrating. It kind of gives you the name and it gives you the description like one of them was never ending fantasy and it was like, <laughs> uh, play a never ending RPG. And I was like, well, that sounds cool. And then I got it and it was like, cool, this boosts these stats. Oh, cool. And I was like, well, it's cool, but I wish I would have known that's what it did before I bought right, it. Right, right. Um, and all of the food and stuff does that. I believe though, once you buy it, it tells you what it actually does. Right, uh, right. If I was reading that right. I've only played, uh, maybe two hours of it. Yeah, okay. I've been cool. playing it with my wife exclusively. That's really cool is it's got co-op. Um, yeah. So we've been playing it on the Switch, and it's just been like at the end of a work day, we go in and we, we finish a level together. Hmm. Um, but I love that art style so much. I just I don't know why. I think it's so cool. Yeah, uh, it sticks with the comics the, uh, that, it's, that it's based on. So, uh, yeah, they stay true yeah. to that. The game came out pretty close to when the movie came out yeah it was like the same year actually you know what i think the guy who made who made the comics was like a direct lead on it uh, also okay yeah uh i don't i i could see like maybe the comic like it looks very comic-y mm-hmm. i don't get the movie vibes very much from it at all no um, it's totally inspired by the like i'm sure yeah the movie was out then at the same time but mm-hmm. that was definitely more influenced by the comics yeah it's almost like like you're saying, like they got, like the movie was one project, and the co- this game was another project. They were completely separate of each other, mm-hmm. based on the comics, and not yep. the movie's out, so they're gonna make a game about the movie. Right, um, right. But yeah, I'm I'm liking it so far. I'm thinking about watching the movie again just to kind of catch up. I really don't remember anything else besides Michael Sarah being in it and weird animations happening above his head. I mean, it's basically the same plot, which is cool. Like. It's so weird and quirky. Like I, I feel like I watched that movie in the last couple of years at some point because I have the Blu-ray. 
It's been a long time. Yeah, that's a that's a fun geeky classic. It may not be a classic to a lot of people, but I think a lot <laughs> of uh, oh, our our the audience that it's going for definitely loves it. So, <laughs> yeah, was it rated R? It definitely was a heavier PG thirteen. Uh, I don't think it was because there's not like blood or gore or anything from what yeah. I remember. It's just fun and there's like language and some themes, okay. but yeah. Chris Evans is in it. Yeah, Brandon Routh is in it. Yeah, I got to fight. I think Chris Evans um, in the game. Yeah, it wasn't bunch? Chris Evans, obviously. It didn't look like yeah. him at all. And I was like, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. uh, that's Chris Evans. It was a skateboarder. Yes. Yeah, they got yeah. a bunch of really good actors in that movie too. Yeah. Cool. I'll have to revisit it. Mm-hmm. But I'm enjoying it. I've also been playing Assassin's Creed, uh, and I guess to kind of show where I'm at with that, um, I have gone to. I'm trying not to spoil anything, but there are people who know, and if you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> There is a seer in in your village. Yes. Um, anyway, that's a little spoilery at some point, but it's very early. Uh, and um, I am doing the seer missions, which oh, okay, I, are I've heard very in depth and trippy. Yeah, <laughs> emphasis on the trippy, from what I hear. Yeah, the first one wasn't that bad. <laughs> the first one was like, all right, this is kind of cool. Uh, the second one is like, there are things that are invisible. And you have to figure out how to make them not visible. And then, like, I was in a giant mitten. <laughs> uh, and that was, like, a base. And it was just like, what am I? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So, and I'm I'm assuming that it's just going to get trippier from there. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it. Uh, but I was kind of at a level wall. So I was like, I guess I'll do these for a while. Oof, yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. It's cool. It definitely, like, it's almost like a totally different game. In yeah. The same world. Uh, yeah. Well, in there, we'll get into the uh, the gaming news. Good. Yeah. There. So this all happened like I mean we didn't do like news last week, but it was like the mm-hmm. this was like a week long almost event because Monday we got the news that Lucasfilm was bringing was coming back with a game division like a game mm-hmm. like studio publisher, and it's called Lucasfilm Games. Which is surprising because Disney hasn't done well with games. Like well, they had kind of like canceled theirs. Besides the Disney collection that just yeah, came out, Star Wars always ha- always has been right. Like even if it's weird, obscure things, Star Wars has always been pretty successful. Yeah. Um, and so uh, this also is interesting because EA has had the deal with Star Wars that's about to end in like two years, maybe. Yeah. And uh, so. Which also follows up the next day, they announced the uh, Indiana Jones game, which is from Machine Games, the cre- the creators of Wolfenstein, like the mm-hmm. new Wolfenstein games. Uh, so it's crazy. They're not just doing Star Wars games. Um, I had someone with the trailer. They were like, oh, now that I've seen this trailer, I'm sold. There's and nothing I, in the trailer. I had watched it with the sound off. So yeah. I was like, oh, there must be some good dialogue. And there's no dialogue. Nope. Yeah. So all they show is like the painting of like of like the treasure and maps and stuff like that, and uh, and you see the hat and the whip, and that's when it's like, oh dang, that's what this is. Okay. Cool. I don't remember uh, who you are on social media, but you literally saw a hat and a whip and was like, they know Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, so I, I think uh, so. They chose uh, developers that are good about making games where you're fighting Nazis, and I mm-hmm. guess so. They're like, hey, it fits. We don't know what it's gonna be yet. And Do you think, think they'd find like Bethesda for they did uh not Bethesda um Square Enix did the Tomb Raiders or something? Oh, be... Square Enix published them. Yes. Um, yeah. You would think they would have found that, or like I can't remember. Is it Naughty Dog that does Uncharted? Uncharted. Yeah. It's yeah. surprising. It'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. I, we don't know what this is going to be yet. Like, it could That's be a true. first person game for all we know, but it doesn't, yeah. that doesn't mean it's going to be. I look at like Guerrilla Games, who did Horizon Zero Dawn, and then before that, they did Killzone. So it's like, right. That, none of that means anything. <laughs> um, I want just like another Uncharted game, but with Indiana Jones. Yeah, I mean, you could also play the Tomb Raider trilogy if you want, uh, the new trilogy if you want that <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's It's exciting, though. I feel like we're about to enter this really cool era of licensed games because we have the 007 game that the Hitman team is working on. So, yeah, that's right. like, I'm excited for, like, we're going to have some really good licensed games. Suicide Squad looked really good. Yeah, yeah, the Gotham Knights coming out later this year, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... And then I guess that leads me right into the next thing is that uh, another deal they got going, which was we heard about on Wednesday, was their deal with Ubisoft. Ubisoft, uh, or I think they're called like Studio Massive uh, that works for Ubisoft. They're going to be working on an open world Star Wars game. Um, So it's not going to be an Assassin's Creed Star Wars game, although I would like that throw that out there yeah so so it's easy to look at ubisoft and be like oh watchdogs assassin's creed and all these open world action games but this studio is experienced at doing these shared world games uh Mm -hmm. like i think i think they might have even done the crew because it's they're going to use the snowdrop engine which is the engine that uh that the division's on um okay which uh it lends itself pretty well to like an action rpg thing uh we have we also have no idea what this is going to be uh, which mm-hmm. is which is one of those things. It's like, hey, they just announced it, and that's kind of it. Uh, uh, yeah, so they've EA has also said that they're going to continue to work with uh, Lucasfilm Games, even though like the deal is ending. That the that, that that doesn't that doesn't mean that like they're totally breaking off of EA. This just means that right. It's like an exclusivity thing. Yeah, more people are going to yeah because they pulled a Madden because like EA still owns like. EA can still is the only one who can still make NFL games. Yeah. Um. So that's how it was with Star Wars, but now this opens up the door for so much more again, and I think that's more than the announcements. I think that's why people are even more excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, yeah, and uh, so this third, this last piece of news is just kind of fun in relation to all of this. So, uh, before we even knew about all these announcements, uh, we saw that uh. Battlefront 2, the new one, was going to be free on the Epic Game Store. Mm-hmm. And uh, when people downloaded it, uh, it, it uh, made the servers ride the struggle bus for a while. And they had to uh, <laughs> they had to upgrade their server limitations like three times, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was three times. Yeah. And, and that makes me happy because this game had a rocky launch. Very rocky with all the microtransaction controversy mm-hmm. and such. And... I've been playing it again for like the last the last couple of years. I've played it off and on, and it's gotten so much better. And uh, cool, it's such is it a, free everywhere, or just like PC or Epic, just the Epic Game Store uh, for PC. Okay, yeah. I was like, I'll grab it on the PS4 if I could. I feel like they it was a PlayStation Plus game at one point, uh, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, that it's 
it's it's a lot better than it was. It's pretty much microtransaction free now, and uh, I think it's still going to be free this week. I think it maybe have one more day when this podcast comes out. So cool. Uh, yeah, if anybody's interested in checking it out, that's free. Sweet. Yeah, and that's the that's the gaming news. Okay, we'll get into the movies then. Um, I haven't been to the theater in a while. I need to go back. Me neither. It's time, but. I don't even know what brought it up because it wasn't until after the Mortal Kombat like footage came out. It was before that that I watched Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. Mm. I literally watched it the night of the podcast we recorded oh. and I went and watched it. Okay. Um, but I watched Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. Super gory. Yes. Um, super goofy. I loved Johnny Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joel McHale does his voice, which is really cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, Joel McHale, when I saw the initial casting for that, I was like, that's perfect. Because <laughs> I just picture uh, him in Community, but like in Johnny Cage cosplay. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I really liked him. I think that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I liked the movie all around. I thought it was all right. Um, mm. We actually, LJ, I think it's worth talking, noting that like, yeah. there was discussion on whether or not you were going to do a Bible study on it. Yes. Um. It is a bit godless in its story. Um, yeah. He literally says, I don't need God. I don't need your God. And mm. it's singular. I don't think he ever brings a plural. I think he maybe, I don't know if he was referring to like raiding or something. Or Yeah. Uh, um, so so my dilemma with that was uh, initially I was like, hey, like, is this something like we should do? And then uh, a few people were like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not too sure about it. And then eventually they're like, well, if you can find something you know like yeah you know go for it and i'm like all right cool i'll I'll take i'll take that on and when i watched it it just felt counter like even like finding the most minuscule like positive theme felt counter to the whole point of bible studies and so i was just like nah this movie yeah basically denounces any like god or religion it's basically totally against it so i didn't feel right to write a bible study on it yeah i liked the movie though i would I'm not a writer. I've only wrote a couple <laughs> of the studies on the website. Um, the one thing that I picked out of it that I thought was interesting, and maybe it's not worth writing the Bible study on, um, was that, for those who don't know, we're a Christian podcast every once in a while. <laughs> 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 yeah. Faith gets brought up. People get, like, some new listeners will be like, I thought this was a new show. Every um, day we do, yeah. Yeah, com. <laughs> lots of good stuff on there. Um, <laughs> but... One thing that that writing keeps telling um, Scorpion is there's there's a better always a better choice. There's a better way, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this better way is kind of like, um, I I think about like everyone's lives, um, you know, they're living, and there's like there there is a better way, there is a better mm-hmm. choice, uh, and that he says it a few times, and so that's maybe why that resounded for me. Yeah. Um, it was like he was going out for revenge and for uh, all these, you know. Not even revenge at some points. He was just like, Vengeance. I'm going to kill he was everyone. Just on a warpath, yeah. Yeah, warpath's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like trying to get revenge, and then that doesn't work out. And so he's trying to go after like the people that made it not work out. And Yep. Um, so he's just like, he's on a dark path, and, and Raiden's like, there's a better way, yeah. better choice. And it's, I think that message was pretty cool. But I do understand the idea of like, he's literally like, you're in charge of your own destiny. Yes, yes, and and I felt like they wanted to drive that theme home yeah. so much more than the this is a better way thing, and I was just like, 
it was kind of disgusting by the end of it. I'm just like, okay, I get what you guys are trying to say. <laughs> yeah, the gore in it, because I know a lot of people are going to be like, Mortal Kombat, what, how's the gore, uh, is incredibly goofy. Yes, um, it's a cartoon. It's a Warner Brothers animation. Yeah, it's like Justice League War uh, yeah. and all those uh, creators. <clears throat> yeah, Apocalypse but, got pretty gory too, so I think. Yeah. yeah, but Apocalypse, I think, was gorier in the sense that it was like more realistic looking. Yeah. Whereas in this, like, they'll chop someone's arm off, and it looks like a shaved ham. Yeah, yeah, it was very And then, silly. like, yeah, blood might come gushing out of it or something. Um, yeah. They they cut one of the, like, Sub-Zero minions' heads off, and his eyes get real big and cartoony. <laughs> yeah. um, it's very silly yeah. in, its, in its gore. Um, so I, I thought that was kind of cool. I, I worry about with the live action. They said they're bring fatalities and stuff to it. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I don't know the, if the I want to see. The that they're straddling the TVMA line and stuff. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to see yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see fatalities in, in a movie. Yeah, because uh, even in the games, it gets, like, some people had to, like, literally, like, go to therapy or something after they worked on those fatalities. Like, Wow. Well, I I mean, I, stopped, I haven't played a Mortal Kombat game in years because mm-hmm. the gore was just becoming too much for me. Um, yeah. whereas like I said in this it's there's a lot of it people are yep. getting chopped off left and right and there are fatalities and yeah. all sorts of stuff but it's Mortal, Mortal Kombat 10 was one of those ones that like I felt like they went a little too like dark with it but then yeah. 11 they kind of embraced the silliness more again cool but but yeah I see it yeah that's what it originally was it was like so gory that it was ridiculous it was silly it was kind yeah. of the point for like the original uh, yep. arcade games yeah, and then like when Mortal Kombat 10 was coming out, that's whenever like DC was doing all their dark stuff. I think so. That's when I, I bet Warner Brothers was like, "Oh, hey, like let's put this there too," because it feels like watching like Batman versus Superman or one of those you know darker DC movies. Right. So I've I bet that's where I hope the I hope the uh, live action movie is going to be a little more sillier. Yeah, it, <laughs> it almost needs to be for me to to enjoy it at least. Mm-hmm. Um. But it did set itself up for a sequel. I haven't heard anything about it being greenlit. There were rumors oh, right. that actually came out today about an animated movie um, in the works for Mortal Kombat. But I don't know if it's in this universe or if they're going to, you know, scrap that to start something new. Oh, yeah. Um, but I kind of hope that they continue with these, like, this storyline. I've, I've enjoyed it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot more characters that they can bring into it. Uh, that yep. They did get basically the main ones. Uh, yeah, because... They basically set it around like the events of like you know the first the early games and stuff like that. So I yeah, they could do it. I was naming characters off as they were coming on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was having a lot of fun. I think it's yeah. If you've played Mortal Kombat games uh, and then you don't have like an issue with them uh, with the gore and stuff, you can definitely watch this. Like I enjoyed it and I don't play the games anymore. So All right, cool. All right, well, well, that's the only movie I watched. And you said you haven't seen anything yeah i I don't know i think i was just playing games all week so (laughs) yeah i need to get into a theater i would love to as well but there's not one close enough there is Uh, one close enough but it's closed still so oh geez yeah i we went to wonder woman and then we haven't been back and i think monster hunter is still in theaters Ooh, yeah that's one that still hasn't come to digital yet i was supposed to review that for the movie department and it's like still not there (laughs) um I, I wouldn't usually spend money on it, but there's not really any other choice right now if I want to go to the theater. Yeah, not a lot of options. Yeah, so I might I might check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Cool. We'll get into the movie news then. It goes right into the Mortal Kombat first looks that we mentioned <laughs> earlier. Yeah, perfect. Back into um, Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah. And these stills don't look goofy. Like They don't. They actually remind me a lot of the old Mortal Kombat. Like, if you... Some of them, I'm like, they kind of looks like the original movie. They, like, there's a live action in the 90s, late 80s, something like that. 90s, yeah, early 90s. 90s. Um, and I don't remember them being very good. Some people have said they were good. The first one is is good. And to tie it back into Monster Hunter, Paul W.S. Anderson, I think he did the first one, and it was actually decent. Okay, uh, But then that. Annihilation, the second one, was whenever it got, it wasn't very good. The only thing I remember from those was... I am not Ninja. I am Lin Kuei. <laughs> Sub-Zero. I don't remember which movie that is. It's one of them. Uh, but some of these stills kind of look like they're HD, like, of those old movies to me. Yeah. Uh, practical. They look kind of practical to some degree. Yeah. They don't look super CG. Yeah, that's a good way even, to put it. Even uh, Sub-Zero's, Sub-Zero's ice thing, like, it, it doesn't look super, like, cheesy CG. Yeah, it's like they froze some ice and literally put it in front of him. <laughs> and we're like, Here. Yeah, a practical is good though, in my opinion. Yeah, like uh, Jax's arms, they don't look yeah. very CG'd. They look kind of realistic. Um, so we'll see. It's I'm very interested to see what this this movie is going to be. And then you had brought to attention there is actually a synopsis uh, that was released for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I so like there's the be... idea. I don't totally hate it. Yeah, I'm gonna literally read it off for Do listeners it. Um, in my best movie voice. <laughs> so we'll we'll give this a go. <clears throat> In Mortal Kombat, MMA fighter Cole Young, accustomed to taking a beating for money, is unaware of his heritage, or why Outworld's Emperor Shang Tsung has sent his best warrior, Sub-Zero. Which, that's not, that's not, uh, canon usually in the games, is it? Uh, to some degree, I, I believe it is, but it's been a while. Okay. An otherworldly cryomancer to hunt Cole down. Fearing for his family's safety, Cole goes in search of Sonya Blade. At the direction of Jax, a special forces major who bears the same strange dragon marking Cole was born with. Hopefully, not on his arm. I added that part. <laughs> Soon he finds himself at the temple of Lord Raiden, an elder god and the protector of Earthrealm, who grants sanctuary to those who bear the mark. Here, Cole trains with experienced warrior Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and rogue mercenary Kano. Now as he that prepares a stand. That is not accurate. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Kano is not. A good guy. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe he's still not. I could see that being. He's going to betray them. And you're like, oh, man, any yeah. fan would have seen that coming. <laughs> okay, you can go. Sorry. I was just like. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> As he prepares to stay with Earth's greatest champions, the Avengers. Against the enemies of Outworld in a high stakes battle for the universe. But will Cole be pushed hard enough to unlock his arcana? arcana. Not if he's not playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah. the immense power from within his soul in time to save not only his family but stop Outworld once and for all <laughs> cool it sounds cool I'm I'm ready for it the whole thing is the mark like I don't know if it's like I don't know if they're like if it's like maybe he's from Outworld or something initially maybe like it's the whole crossing over like worlds kind of oh, thing oh yeah I don't know about that, but I like the idea because it seems like uh, this Cole Young character, he's totally mm-hmm. new to Mortal Kombat. So I They'll like put the him idea. in a game, I guarantee it. Yeah, so I like the idea of giving the audience a character that acts as a gateway to this universe that mm-hmm. most people are not familiar with. So I like that concept. 
This would be cool. I yeah. love to think that maybe the mark is like a Harry Potter lightning bolt and Raiden's yeah. just giving it to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's literally like a Mortal Kombat dragon. I don't know. Oh, that would not surprise me. <laughs> a little me. logo or something. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like a tattoo or something. He was born. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, like the mummy? How he's got like the Magi symbol or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we better see Goro. There's no oh, talk of Goro. That would be cool, especially like yeah. with modern technology, because mm-hmm. that's actually that's how they did Goro in the original. It was almost like a Ninja Turtles type of deal, where I think it was mostly practical effects on Goro. Yeah, yeah, it was like a dude in a suit and animatronics. Yeah, I remember that. I remember, yeah, yep. definitely. We'll see. We'll see how this this movie works out. That's coming from Warner Bros. Uh, most yeah. of this news is Warner Bros. The other stuff that's happening. I don't even know if I should like talk about this or not. Snyder Cut is now a movie, not a four episode show, miniseries thing. But that seems to change on like a weekly basis. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I don't know what this thing is going to be now, and it kind of worries me. Yeah, I don't know if Snyder knows what it's going to be. <laughs> he's had how many years to think about this, and he's, yeah, like, he's changing it up. I like to. I feel like maybe he he was like, it's going to be a four-hour movie, or four-episode series. And then he was like, guys, I don't have four hours of footage. <laughs> he's like, I can't do that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Like, it doesn't sound like... Yeah, because my thinking was, I'm like, how much reshoots did they do? Or how much of this did they do? And uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they only said they've added a few minutes to it, so... Right, so that doesn't... Like, that's odd to me. Like... <laughs> But they had a ton of footage that was unused. Oh, right, was kind right, of the idea. right, Okay, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, it still should be coming out, I believe, in August. Yeah. yeah right. Or March. Then, I think I think, well, I think, the, I think the Mortal Kombat thing is due in March, maybe. Or sooner. Because okay. <clears throat> I think Kong is due sometime or, like, soon, too. Because I think Kong got, uh, got moved up. Yes, that's definitely coming out in March. Okay. Um, and we can go into that, too. There was a trailer from HBO Max that had it's weird because none of these things have trailers but (laughs) they made an hbo max trailer that was like the first look at um sub-zero even though the footage kind of came out before that there was no trailer for it uh kong versus godzilla versus kong Mm -hmm. uh where kong literally punches godzilla and it's awesome yeah i love it i'm just like ooh, get him i was like Uh, boy there you go i'm team kong i don't know me too me too Dallas, just... Dallas would fight us right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas is Team Godzilla. Hey, he only lost back in the day because of a thunderstorm. <laughs> so if they pull that, I'll be really mad. King Kong's weak against thunderstorm. So I was like, no. Godzilla, use Thundershock. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> That's old, old school, old callback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got our first look at uh, Space Jam, yeah. which looks very bright, I guess. I don't really know how to put it. There's a lot of colors. That's good. It was like purple and blues, and it looked cool. Um, I'm sure they're looking at like aliens or something. Yeah. Looking at the monsters. Yeah. And there's probably a bunch of other stuff in there as well that I didn't catch, but those were the main things, and I was just like, whoa. There was a a movie called Little Things with uh, Denzel and Jared Leto that comes out this month, which sounds really good. Uh, There was a literal placeholder title for The Matrix 4, and it just says Matrix. And everybody's okay. like, oh, is that the new title? And I'm like, no, it's literally a placeholder logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, It'll it could be... be the title, I guess, but that's not a fun Matrix. Title. It'd be it's really weird. Called... It's Matrix, not The Matrix. It's just Matrix. Yeah, that would be annoying. 
Yeah. Maybe it's just not Matrix Four. They're gonna give it like Matrix, some other name, and that's mm-hmm. like you said, it's placeholder. Matrix uh, reboot. Literally, they could literally call it Matrix re- the reboot. And people would be like, "That makes sense." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's all the movie news. It, like I said, it's very Warner Bros. is really going hard mm-hmm. um, since their streaming service started up. And all of these movies that they're the, the big thing of that trailer was that those are movies that are going to be coming out on the streaming service same day as going into movie theaters. Yeah. So uh, the ones I will probably definitely go to the theater for. I will go. I will find make time and go for Godzilla vs Kong. Yeah. And and probably the Matrix. But the rest I could probably. Well, yeah. The rest I could watch. Suicide Squad. Wait, oh, there's a new... Oh, did they show a clip of that in there, too? Yeah, but it wasn't new footage. Or if oh, it was, it wasn't very I did see important. Harley Quinn in there, and I was like, I've never seen that footage yet. Yeah. Huh. Um, so the yeah, little so, stuff. So Kong and Matrix are the ones I will definitely go for. Well, I'm excited for Kong vs. Godzilla. Same. That To me, that's like my most anticipated movie of the year, I think. It was kind of cool. I don't know if they're doing this on purpose, but there's no trailers for any of this stuff. Mm-mm. Like... I don't know if maybe they're doing that on purpose and then like, I don't know. It's just think, weird because I want to see all these movies cool. even though there's no trailer. Yeah, it's. I feel like the, the it's very good marketing, I think, because they could have released all these trailers last year and mm-hmm. we could have just been waiting for them. It's like how like things like Black Widow, it's like we've seen trailers for that for forever ago and that's not out yet. So, yeah, I feel like the anticipation is working for them in this case. Mm hmm. Like, I want to see what Godzilla vs. Kong is all much that yeah. much more now that I haven't I, seen a trailer for it. I still want to see a trailer for Mortal Kombat, but I'm still hyped for it. So it's yeah. Like, I don't know. It's cool. I don't know. Yeah. It's really weird of them. But they were also the ones that did Batman vs. Superman and then showed the big twist at the end uh, in oh, uh, Doomsday. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just kind of like. Was that it did it for me. Yeah. 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 It, it was Doomsday because when I saw that, I geeked out <laughs> but but yes <laughs> but it was like was, it was like you should save that for yeah the, that should have been in the movie yeah like because that would have i would have like got up out of my chair if i saw that in the theater uh, right known about it like just had it to be the trailer about batman vs superman fighting mm-hmm. and then you yeah. go to the theater and find out that they teamed up because of course they did mm-hmm. and then doomsday appears and you would have been like whoa yeah but you knew the entire plot of the movie once they showed mm-hmm. him you're like oh they get along of course and then yeah fight doomsday yep. and they win because They'd have to. <laughs> yeah. Well, Superman um, doesn't, I guess, but... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so, I don't know. I th- Maybe it's just the opposite of... But even the then, with Doomsday, with Doomsday showing up, everybody, if you know Doomsday, you know Superman is not going to make it out. So, I think we all knew that, too. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get in TV, then. Um, I guess the first one we'll go with is WandaVision. That's the big Ooh, name yeah. of the week. Yep. Uh, what'd you think? I have negative thoughts. You do? I, yeah, so I figured so, I'd let you do the positive. Okay, so I knew what this was going to... I, I kind of figured what this was going to be walking into it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just read up on it, read read up so much on what the source material was going to be. So I was prepared for weirdness. Yeah. And that's what we got. And it's it's really good. Like, even my mom was interested in watching it. And I told her, I said, that's not what you think it's going to be. But <laughs> if you're ready for some weirdness then you definitely watch it and so my mom's been experimental enough with her shows to where she's like you know she she was like okay yeah i'll you know i'll, ch- I'll still check it out and so i think as long as you know what to go in for then i think you'll enjoy it if you don't then you might not yeah i think it would have been better if they would have released more episodes and i understand like they need to keep going so that you have 
so that people talk about it more. They've proven that that works. That's true. Um, but I don't think they ramped up the weirdness. The uh, not the weirdness, but kind of like the creepiness that's happening in the background of all these two episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they should have done more of that to say that there's more to this show than being a I love Lucy um, mm-hmm. homage. I, I think they have, but but in, in my in my example with my mom, you're, you're right because you know there's people that would see that and go, oh, like that looks fun, you know, because of the aesthetic and the old style. But then it's like, mm-hmm. no, that's not what this is. Right, like yeah. it didn't really. It set itself up, but I think like a few more episodes would have really. I think we're gonna get more of the Marvel universe in it. But right mm-hmm. now, it just doesn't. You don't really know what it is if you've never yeah. watched a Marvel movie. I, I do think if they left us only with one episode, I think that would have been e- even worse. But I oh, feel yeah. like, I feel like the two-episode okay. idea was great because then at the end of that episode, they're like, okay, now, let, now let's go kind of a thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, even at the end of that first episode, uh, there's kind of – you get a little bit more of a clear picture of what's going on. It's still very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some cool Easter egg things that are happening. But you kind of, from a Marvel standpoint, know – more yep. about what's happening um so yeah, makes me i'm gonna read house of m a lot more now too yeah there's also one about vision having a family uh oh, the yes. colby bryant he's um treasurer on on the board of geeks under grace mm-hmm. uh he's been reading that looked really interesting it's got kind of a similar feel it's like 50s mm. home yeah uh, looks like it yeah. so i i'll say i understand what the show is Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to get really, really good. But watching the first two episodes, they weren't what I want in Marvel's television. So I think it'll pay off. I yeah. want to keep watching. I think but... it's a bold move, though, at the same time, which, yeah. is, which is what they need, I think. I was kind of bored. I think Winter Soldier, and I think the plan was for Winter Soldier to come out. Captain Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. To come out before Captain this, Falcon. Captain Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, it would have come out before this, though. It totally would have. And I think that would have even made Loki this make a lot more sense. I think. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Falcon Winter Soldier were... got. Um, yeah, that one got delayed for sure. Delayed, and then it was going to be this, that, and then WandaVision, and then I would have been more okay because I would have been like, "This is Marvel." Yeah. This is weird Marvel, um, <laughs> where it was like we had. A entire year of nothing Marvel, and then we're given this, mm-hmm. and it was like, "Here, we like I love Lucy now," and I was like, "Okay, that's fine." <laughs> and Bewitched, I was like, "Yeah, all right, I want, I want some more action." <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We know you're easily pleased by. Yeah, <laughs> there weren't any explosions. <laughs> um, but I can, I can appreciate it. I really liked. Right. I can't remember her name. I said it the other day. Oh, it's gonna kill me. Um, she was Kitty in um seventy show. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's getting a little appearance, and I think that's really cool. Um, because I love the seventy show, but also to think like that's not a caliber of actor that would really go into like an A, like get into an A movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like a nice TV show reference, though, too. I think right, yeah. Like yeah. she's not this high caliber actor, but now she gets to be part of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And like that's so cool to me, mm-hmm. uh, that this kind of creates an opportunity for, um, you know, TV show sitcom actors that you know aren't huge mm-hmm. Hollywood blockbuster actors to be able to uh, perform as well and be a part of this crazy thing that they're doing. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, I I get it. I just <laughs> am not impressed yet. I'm sure I will be, uh, but it's weird. I'm not. I I'm terrible at critiquing things, movies at least, mm. um, and TV shows because <laughs> everyone loves this. It seems, and then I don't, and then I'm like, Wonder Woman was fine, and everyone's like, you're crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so maybe don't maybe don't take my advice. Uh, I would say. If you watch everything else in the Marvel universe, there's no reason for you not to watch this and stick through it and just kind of it's going to get insane. Especially if you know the House of M storyline. Mm-hmm. Um LJ, you were talking about that. Uh for those who don't know in the comic books, House of M is she creates a reality and where it, like it she ends up killing everyone but like 300 X-Men mm-hmm. or mutants. Um uh, so there's no mutants in this universe, but mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that kind of references that in the show is the wine that she pours. Oh, I think that's an Easter egg, though. I think that's just a straight up Easter egg. Could be. I well, think it's kind of. So then, so then, the, the in the show, there's there's this other organization involved as well. So yeah, I, don't it, don't say it. But but you're right though. Like we just that is definitely you it you can kind of tell that she's definitely doing a lot of this. Mm-hmm. But also, there's a third party involved as well. Yeah. So I think, I think she's cracking like... a little bit. Um, but the the wine, like you said, it's kind of this Easter egg. Mm-hmm. It's in French, but yeah. it says the the logo says House of Mayhem or something when you translate mm-hmm. it. Um, which is not what the M stands for. It's House of Mutants, mm-hmm. obviously in in the comics. But still, a pretty cool little little Easter egg there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know, I'm excited to mm. see what what happens. I was just was like, all right, I get it, guys. You like old TV, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll like it when they get to like the 90s. Yeah, they're going up every. That's a weird thing too. It's every every episode's 10 years. Yeah, there's a couple of them that are like it's early 90s and late 90s, but the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Mm. All right, you been watching anything else on TV, LJ? Yeah, so I started watching it yesterday, and I've already watched six episodes. But uh, it's an oh, anime. Wow. It's an anime called uh, Kuroku's Basketball, and mm-hmm. it's a basket. It's an anime about basketball. It's exactly what it sounds like. Weird. Um, it's actually really fun to like watch like the action in it because it's like you think like it's it sounds so weird, but it actually works. Uh, <laughs> the thing that I like about it is that there's these characters, and they don't have powers, but they have like there's these characters that are like they have a particular skill at basketball, like the like, the main guy, Kuroko, he is this, like, little dude who's not really built. He's not really built for the sport at all. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> he has this way of, like, hiding his presence. So, like, when he pops up, people are always like, oh, wow, where'd you come from? Or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so it's the art of misdirection, as they call it. And so when they're on the court, he can, like, sneak up on somebody and just swat the ball away or pass it. And he's, like, super skilled at it. Like... While cool. there's while there's there's this other guy that wants he wants to be the star he wants to be the dunk man and you know he wants the spotlight, but also Kuroko is just okay with being the support role. So I'm just like, people need to have that mentality a lot more. Like I could totally write an article like on, you know, on how like you know it's okay to play the support role kind of thing. You know, and um, I really love that. There's this other character that uh, he's good at reading people's moves, and so he copies people's moves. Uh, so the basic, I guess the basic plot is that uh, there's, 
there was this team called that they labeled the Generation of Miracles. It sounds cheesy because uh, it kind of <laughs> is, mm-hmm. um, and, but they're all these really top basketball stars that like played in like I think supposedly middle school or something, which seems young. But then, like, they're all in these different high schools now, and so uh, the show is setting it up to where you're going to encounter all these different uh, players playing on different teams and playing against each other. And uh, Kuroko, they, I think they called him, like, the Phantom Sixth Player or something like that. Like, <laughs> just because, like, the dude is, like, you know, he's, he's like, almost non-existent. And that's uh, really fun. It's really, it's, it's, uh, it sounds silly and it is, uh, but, but it's really good. Uh, cool. there's, there's one dubbed season on Netflix and I think the other, there's like a couple other seasons and a movie on Crunchyroll cause it's actually an older, it's an older anime. Uh, but I was looking for something to watch and I was just like, Oh, this looks silly. I'm interested. And, uh, I enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah. I have been watching on Netflix uh, it's called High Score. It's a documentary about um, like old school video games. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to make sure. Yeah, I, I want to make sure that I was right in here. High Score is a book as well. That's basically okay. about retro video games as well. Game Scoop says that it's mandatory reading. Ooh. Um, IGN Game Scoop calls it mandatory reading, and I'm not positive if this documentary is based off the book like if it's the same information Mm. um or if it's like supplementary to that or if it has anything to do with it at all Mm -hmm. i can't imagine they were allowed to call it high score if like because it's the same exact thing about is the book Mm. uh, as far as topic goes yeah i'm really enjoying it i haven't read the book (laughs) because of course yeah um later on they they get a little modern not not a little like because they i think there's one episode where like they talk about like rpgs and stuff Uh uh-huh but it, it's cool because it goes into root, to the roots of those. So they, they really don't okay. get too far. Like, I mean, there's references to like modern day stuff, but I, I liked what I had seen of it. Um, I, I don't think I've watched all of them, but yeah, I, I liked it. As, I liked it as well. I'm learning a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think it's kind of funny. There are certain things that it's like this documentary was made for someone who's never played a video game before. Yeah. It's, it's really weird the way that they'll describe some things. They'd be like... A Nintendo was and they'll like explain the NES mm-hmm. and it's like how does someone not know what a Nintendo is but there I mean there are people that you know yeah people who are 18 were born in like 2002 or something like that <laughs> yeah yeah 2003 yeah um, I mean there's people that just don't know <laughs> yeah so it it's really interesting that it, it does that it, it'll spoon feed you certain things that you're just kind of like whoa that's so weird that you're telling yeah. me this like i'm a child so so that's the interesting thing is like honestly most of what you're gonna watch is gonna feel like common knowledge to somebody who's familiar with video games as far as like yeah. history um but yeah like you're right when you say that there's you know it's it's meant for like an audience that really doesn't quite understand video games a whole lot yeah mm-hmm. yeah if you didn't know your history like gaming wise it's it's weird it makes you feel a little old Mm-hmm. I'm seeing certain of these things, and they're like, "This is what an Atari is," and I was like, "People sh- should know this." But that's what the documentary is for—is to kind of explain. Yeah. I do and there's like so the much that I didn't know. about the Nintendo, like the tournament. No, yeah, I, I do like that one. That one I, I was able to like because that's a weird piece of history that I didn't really learn about until recently. Like as far as like Game Scoop and stuff like that, because I feel like right. you know they they talk about those how rare those like tournament cart- cartridges are, and so and they look so 
bad. Like he had oh. it and it was just like, man, I had this like taped on little receipt looking thing for the, mm. the logo. Yeah. Um, I will say there's a little antidote that people are going to like slap there. I'm going to get a face palm for this. The entire time I was watching that episode, I was like, this is when they released uh, Super Mario Bros. 3. Because Super Mario Bros. 3, I'll, I'll finish, let me finish, because you're going to okay. correct me, and I, okay. I know. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 was released at a, at a tournament, at the end of uh-huh. a tournament. Um, so they did this tournament, and then the last game that they play is Super Mario Bros. 3. It's a game that they had never played before. Oh, and yeah, yeah. No one knew it was, was announced, and I was like, that's what this is going to be. And then I was wrong. Uh, and then I was like, "When? what year was that? Uh-huh. Well, uh, it turns out that that's in a movie. <laughs> yeah, The Wizard. Yep. <laughs> and it didn't actually happen. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's funny. And I that, felt so that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite funny, actually. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I internalized. I watched that movie. I internalized it as facts in the back of my mind for some reason. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you're not wrong. I mean, like, it's a similar, like, I guess, idea, you know, like, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's how that mo- that game was announced, was yeah, that was movie. The Wizard, yeah. Yeah. It was this big advertisement for this, for Super Mario Bros. I've actually never seen that movie, and I probably should, just for historical purposes. It's probably not very good, because uh, that's with the whole Power Glove. I think even the Power yeah. Glove was involved in it, so, uh, yeah. I don't remember it very well. Um, I know I've seen it. And because once once I read about it and then it was in a movie and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> so people wondering, episode two high score is not about Super Mario oh. Bros. Three being released. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I think it's their one of their first tournaments for Super Mar- for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, because they did. Yeah, the way they did that was weird. That was like before esports were even a thing. Yeah. That was the eSport back in the day, I guess. <laughs> it was like, get a high score. How did he explain it? It was, you got all the coins, you got 50 coins in Mario mm-hmm. as fast as possible, so you speed ran it. Yep. And they were doing these, like, speed run tricks, which I thought were cool. Yeah. Um, and then Tetris, like, I guess they had to get up to Tetris or something like that, right? Yeah, they had to do Tetris. And then Tetris was the end, and it was, it was whoever... So you had to do the 50 coins, and then you can move on to Tetris. And once you got to Tetris, it was whoever had the highest score. Yeah. But if you got the 50 coins done faster, then you could... You could catch you up jump and spend on. more time on Tetris. Yeah, because... Ooh, Tetris gets fast, too. So, like, that one, I feel like, is... I don't want to say it's more of a challenge, but... that Yeah, that the speed right. is crazy in that game, so... It's kind of cool, because I was at a uh, an Apex tournament... Was it last year, a couple years ago? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Just a small thing. Um but it's kind of the same situation. So what they were doing with Mario is uh, he was literally dying uh, at a certain point so that he could get more of the coins because there was a place where you can get a bunch of coins. Mm. You get to 50, so you have three lives to do that. Yeah, because the game, I think, I don't know if it would switch to the next one after he did that or something. Yeah, know. it would. So he was dying to get to the 50 coin piece. Mm. And when I was watching the Apex tournament, they're, they're still kind of using these same ideas. Um, it was whoever could get the most kills in Apex. And so instead of trying to um, play a game of Apex and get the most kills in a game, he they were deciding to drop, and they would kill as many people as fast as possible in the drop zone. They would drop hot, so where everyone oh, else drops, okay. try to get a few kills in, and then they were definitely going to die. Like there was no way they're going to get out of that alive. Huh. Um, and they would respawn and they do it again, 
That just... sounds kind of like what Team Rumble is in Fortnite. Like, everybody drops on two teams and just boom, 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 just kills each other until one team gets to a certain score. There you go, yeah. Yeah. So, cool yeah. that, like, old school tricks like that are still being used. Yeah, and that's and that sounds like a, that doesn't sound like a something a typical, like, eSport would be. Like, it sounds like Apex right. would be just, like, you know, the team wins, but that sounds like a fun spin on things. Yeah, I think it was an easy way for them to do it because they couldn't get, for whatever reason, they couldn't get, like, a room to do it or, or they couldn't spawn in the same game. Oh, okay. So they were like, well, we'll just, there was only, like, there wasn't enough, that many players. Oh, that like, makes we'll sense. Have... They couldn't get, like, a custom game going, probably, or something. Right. Like a, a custom lobby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, how do we uh, okay. measure this? We'll just go by kills. Okay. So one yeah. team was literally playing out the game all the way through and trying to get all these kills. The other one was, <laughs> because they couldn't see each other. Yeah. Just crashing down as fast as possible. <laughs> He's cool. Interesting That's stuff. Cool. Um, we'll get into the TV news, though. There's only a couple things here. You know, Milwaukee Dead fans, so we had to talk about uh, the new still that was released, uh, teasing um, season 10. In the end of mm. season 10, there's going to be a bunch of episodes that I I don't fully understand if they were planning on releasing these episodes beforehand or not. I'm kind of confused with what's happening. Uh, but the one thing I do know is they're making a Negan-centric episode. He's one of my favorite characters. Uh, I don't... You should watch Walking Dead specifically for Negan. Uh, <laughs> his story arc has just been awesome, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan does an amazing job. Uh, but this is going to be like kind of a prequel episode, so it goes oh. back to him and Lucille. Those most people should know by now. Lucille is his bat, um, <laughs> and kind of spoilery, but he named his bat after his wife, who's right. passed away. And so this is about Lucille, the wife, and him, hmm. uh, kind of before or maybe during uh the beginning of zombie apocalypse yeah okay so that'll be really cool i'm really really excited about that kind of see where he came from that sounds um, neat yeah anything that humanizes him because he's an absolute monster makes you wonder you if they're gonna like try to use that as like a testing ground for another show yeah i hope not I'm t- i hope not either <laughs> i don't want all these spinoffs yeah uh, disney <laughs> But Techno. Negan is, he like I said, he's an absolute monster, and then they just <laughs> continuously humanize him forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually they give villains kind of a, they humanize him a little bit. You, know, I guess I kind of feel bad. Um, they really, Negan's story is just amazing, amazing writing. Hmm. It might be from the comics, I don't know. I don't know who gets credit for that, but it's, the it's only great. thing. The only time I've really seen Negan is action is in Tekken 7, so that's about all I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird point of reference <laughs> he's it's just it's cool redemption uh cool. is spoilery but i'll just this is redemption uh the show's been negan's been around for a while yeah uh and then there's also i feel like lj you'll appreciate this we talked a little bit a while ago about a D show kind of being in the works it is now in development um so green yep. and everything and Derek Kolstad is writing it. If you don't know who that is, that is John Wick's writer. Mm. So, yeah, that could like, be really cool. What I like about those movies is that they're just total like crazy action movies. But mm-hmm. I actually really like the lore behind those movies. Uh, so I, I do like this. Like if that person is good at, I mean, Wizards of the Coast has plenty of material that this guy could go off of. Right. So I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, 
what it's going to be, but I feel like th if, if this guy is anything good at like, w this guy's already good at world building. I think if he's the one who, mm. you know, wrote John wick or, or whatever. So I think it's a, sounds like a good fit to me. Yeah. Those who don't know the dish, the fifth edition, mm. and then they have like four E and three E, uh, all of those editions of Dungeons and Dragons actually come with an era of, D and D, right, so like, right. Fifth edition. I was doing like kind of a. I wanted to do a campaign where I was a character in that world in the fifth edition world, hmm. and it's very torn apart. Um, oh, in fifth okay. Edition. So well, most of the cities are like in shambles and been like through their war torn because of all of the other additions that have happened before them and all the stories that they have like created. Hmm. Uh, Wizards of the Coast has created throughout the years. That's cool. Uh, so I know like third edition, there's a, it's kind of a golden era and I know a lot of people use third edition uh, still. Hmm. And that seemed to be kind of a golden era in the fantasy world. It's very bleak when you go to oh, fifth yeah. edition. Oh man, especially uh, like we've uh, my buddies and a couple of friends and I, we've been, I mean, it's a total separate thing, but we've been doing Curse of Strahd and mm -hmm. that campaign is dark because it's basically like a Castlevania style, like horror theme. And there's some, there's some stuff that happens in there. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of exciting. The world like, of fifth edition is really sad, and like he's, but I what I say to mean to say with that too is like there are five eras of the game that he can kind of build into if he wants, or yeah, you know, make his own homebrew. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, um, he can do whatever he wants, really. So I'll be interested to see what what he does. And then we don't have any questions. You can ask us questions at uh, Twitter hashtag GGCast. Or I think the easiest way is probably in our Discord in the GG Cast Questions uh, channel. You can get to our Discord through the website, geeksandrace.com. Uh, we'll end it there. LJ, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at WarHeroLJ and streaming on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel on Fridays, twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace. Cool. And you can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.